When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Saturday Slammin' Jam, hosted by Andrew Schlicht with Alex Spears. How about we can just watch basketball? That's a man's jam! I like that idea. Live from Oklahoma. Click, click. With questions and participants from all around the world. Anthony Edwards! Put that on a poster! Whether you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard, or just sipping your coffee, get ready, sit back, relax. It's the Saturday Slammin' Jam. Back is I missed this shot. I walk away. I'm still a chump. Here's Andrew. Welcome to the Saturday Slam and Jam. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and get The Athletic for a discounted rate. We have a very special episode today. We have Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion joining us to preview the NBA season. We're talking Knicks. We're talking Spurs. And we're doing a little bit of trivia as well. And without further ado, let's get to that interview. All right, Andrew, it is time for our guests. And our guests, plural today, our NBA Twitter royalty. Their work has included projects such as basketball and other things, NBA Desktop, The Rap Yearbook, Binge Mode, Primo, and of course, rooting for the Knicks and the Spurs. Together, they are the hosts of the brand new NBA podcast, Six Trophies, now available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the show, Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion. Bah, bah, bah. What up, boys? Hello. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so here on Slam and Jam, we love to get the fan perspective. So uh-huh. we'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about your favorite teams, the Knicks and the Spurs. Let's start with the Knicks. Uh-huh. Jason, last season the Knicks were 37 and 23 in their first in their final 60 games. A 51-win pace and won their first playoff series since 2013. Do you have any lingering doubts about this team headed into the season, or have you fully bought in to the Villanova Knicks? I mean, I've bought in. They are what they are, which is a solid playoff team, I believe. They got lucky with health last year, and hopefully that continues. It was a big basketball summer for you know RJ Barrett and and Jalen. Uh, but hopefully they're healthy. They added Dante. So, you know, a little retooling around the edges, but the core is solid. Um, Fibs has them playing the way he wants. Um, and they are a, they're a good team. They're just a solid, good team. And I like it. I like it. After, I mean, you mentioned the first uh, playoff <laughs> win since 2013. That's crazy. Back in the, Back in the East is big days. I mean, it's it's really really nuts. So it's nice to have a team that is looks like it's going to go to the playoffs for uh, for another year uh, and has a really good chance to at least get into the second round. You can hear him trying to talk himself into this. What are you talking <laughs> about? There's nothing. I've talked myself into. I've talked myself into so much worse than this. Yeah. When the, when I thought when Dan Tony came on, I'm like, yeah, we're going to the finals. So I, I, I really, 
I am I'm very, very happy with what's happening right now. Would I love another star? Yeah. And is Joel Embiid happy? I wouldn't be happy. Maybe he's looking for another another place that's, you know, within easy driving distance of where he's been living. I don't know. But uh, but I'm happy with the way things are going right now. Well, let me ask you about that, because as is tradition with the Knicks, the search for the yeah. next star, always a topic of conversation. Yes. And now that they have a good team, they have extra picks, young players, those conversations <laughs> are ramping up again. Are you one of those Knicks fans where you're just focused on this team? You're not thinking about the Knicks trade because you've been hurt in the past? Or are you carefully monitoring multiple situa- situations around the league in your Knicks bunker right now? I think I'm, you know we're monitoring. I think you put your finger on it, which is the Knicks historically have been a team that has always been looking across the street where the grass is greener, where the uh, superstars are hoping that one will shake loose and often paying through the nose for one that does shake loose. I I think what's great about this current regime is they've been doing that, but doing it smarter, holding on to their assets, not going in on players when the price is deemed too high. I think that's been uh, successful for them thus far, keeping the powder dry when they really do have an opportunity. It can feel a little like nothing's happening, but sometimes not making a move is good. And I think that's the case right now. So yeah, I'm monitoring. Let's see what happens with Philly and various other teams. So Jason, James Dolan has been the bane of Knicks fans' existence for decades now. (laughs) But... Has the Las Vegas sphere changed your opinion of Dolan? And do you think that being distracted by the sphere has contributed to the Knicks' recent success? Yes. Yes. Unquestionably, <laughs> yes. If you look at that 2013 run, what was going on? James Dolan and his, his uh, musical uh, project, uh, JD and the Straight Shop, uh, were opening for, I believe, the Eagles that summer. Like that mm. year, they were on tour with the Eagles. Uh, why did this happen? Because James Dolan used his uh, leverage in the industry as, I think at that time, a chairman of, uh, of Ticketmaster or Live Nation or something like that to be able to get himself the opening act for big acts. And what happened? The Knicks were good that season. I think he, the sphere is is great. A lot of buzz about the sphere. James Dolan clearly uh, very, very happy with what's going on in the sphere, very, very involved in the sphere. And I think he should continue to do that because it's great for everybody. He loves to do it. It's a passion for him. And the Knicks have been reaping the benefits. Well, let's turn our attention now to Shea and the San Antonio Spurs. Shea, after a couple of years in the wilderness, the Spurs have entered the Wemby era. This team was a perennial contender for basically your entire adult life until these uh-huh. last few years. As someone who had been conditioned to watch your team win, did you ever begin to lose hope over these last four seasons? I didn't begin to lose hope, but what did happen was, as you mentioned, all of the years we had Tim Duncan were years that we could win the championship, right? And after like 15, 16 years of that, you do, it, it, it does start to like eat away at your edges a bit because every postseason game feels like if they don't win the title, it was a bust of a season, right? Because we have Tim Duncan on our team, and those expectations, those lofty expectations, they they get real, real heavy after a while. So when Tim left, and all of a sudden we didn't have to win the title anymore for like a year or two, it was real cool. It was like, oh, all we have to if if we can if we can get to the second round of the playoffs, huge success. Or if we can do, you know what I mean? 
And so it was fun to not have to worry about trying to win a title again for maybe two years. And then after that, it was like, all right, this fucking sucks. Like I, I like I want those, I want those high stakes games uh, back. So shoot, last year we won twenty two games. The year before that it was like thirty three or thirty four. The year before that it was thirty three or thirty four. Like we've been in the low thirties for a couple of years now, and I'm ready. I was so excited when we got Wimby because it felt a lot like if you look at the history of the Spurs, the year before we got uh, David Robinson, we won like around twenty games. And then we got David, and and the next season we were fifty six and twenty six, and then the same thing happened with Tim. We did we we Dave is out with a back injury, doesn't play all season. We we again we win somewhere around twenty games. We get Tim, we go fifty six and twenty six, and then the same thing happened here. We 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 win like twenty two games, and I don't think we're gonna go fifty six and twenty six next year. I don't think that's there. But four or five years from now, when we're holding up that trophy again. (laughs) I'm going to email y'all and I'm like, remember we talked years. about this? Remember we talked about this? <laughs> so Victor Wimbanyama, he's he's unlike any prospect that we've ever seen and is already leading the league in highlights per game in the preseason. What has this experience been like watching Wimby so far? Oh has my like God. the reality of what you're watching sunk in yet? It hasn't all the way sunk in yet. I think when the, when the season season starts, and he does something like that in the in the in a game game, then all right, cool. Like he's he's done a few things in the in the preseason now, where you're like, holy fucking shit! Like this might be real. You know what I mean? Because you yeah, don't yeah. know it's real. Like you watch the clip of him over in Europe, dunk uh, his own the rebound of his own mystery. Like yeah, oh my! Like nobody that had never happened in the game before, and he did it. This is unbelievable. But there's always a little bit of doubt. Right, especially when we were leading into the draft, because we were like, "We're not going to get Wimpy, so let's let's poke all the holes in this that we can." And I remember like the reports started coming out, and they were like, "Wimbenyama might be the greatest draft pick in the history of all sports." <laughs> and we were like, "Chill out, relax." And then as soon as the Spurs got it, we were like, "You might be the greatest draft pick in the history of you know what I mean?" Like we were yeah. all the way in. And then so preseason starts. He has that one great play where he's at the three point line. And he reaches back for a steal all the way past the free throw line. And you're like, oh my God. Or the other one when he like goes into the lane. This guy's seven foot ten, four hundred pounds, goes into the lane with his offhand, left hand layup Scoop. around the defender. Oh like, my gosh. What are yeah. we what are we watching? I have no idea. But there's it's it's almost impossible to like to fully capture how excited we are in San Antonio for what hopefully is about to be an all-time run. Like, it's yeah. crazy. I was there. It's crazy. I, I was there in person uh, for the Wimby Check game. And when he that's got magic, the ball. Magic, magic bird of our era. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be, that's going to be our magic bird is Chet Wimby. Yeah, Chet and Wimby, that's right. The, the crowd, whenever Wimby would get the ball, I'm not joking. It would like come to a hush just because we knew we were about to see something we'd never seen before. It was right? surreal. It was very strange. Even, I mean, as simple as something like he he recovered to Jalen Williams as Jada beat him to the rim. And 99% yeah. of the time, yeah. it's a dunk. And he blocks him. And I I was flabbergasted for 45 minutes from just that one play. Like I just couldn't yeah, even it, believe it. It's so much fun. I couldn't, I couldn't remember the last time that I was like, I need to get home and watch this summer league game. But yeah. with, but when when Wimby was going, it was like, 
it was like a thing. Like we're having a pregame party for a summer league game where we know he's <laughs> going to play nine minutes or something. It's great. It's so great. It's the best thing in the world. So he's been called the greatest prospect since LeBron. And when LeBron came into the league, the Cavs went from a 17-win team to a 35-win team immediately. What are your <laughs> realistic expectations for how quickly Wemby can turn around this Spurs franchise? Like, does that sound realistic to you? No, I think it's fun to joke and be like, we're going to go to 76 and 6 next year. You know what I mean? Like, that's fun to do. <laughs> but but in reality, they have him in San Antonio on a five-year timetable is what's been laid out for us. Like, don't expect anything giant until five years from now, right? But we're going to be building toward that. So if we won 22 games this year or this past season, this season, it, if we were doing like 35, 37 games would be like, all right, we got, we got something cooking here because the team is so young. It's not just Wimby, but like all of our main guys now, like we just gave Devin that big contract and he's like a young, like we're going to grow together. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe, you know, if we do 35 games this season, that I think that would be really huge. Um, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Who, okay, who's your second now, favorite oh, spur? Yeah. Who is your I just spur? need to know who your second favorite spur is. Oh, I mean, I really like, I really like Devin. Jeremy is great. It's probably between one of those, one of those two guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 That, that, those are my, those are my three favorite to watch right now. Uh, uh, Victor, Devin and, and, and Jeremy. Okay, it's now time for the lightning round. Five questions, all related to your new podcast, Six Trophies. Now, right. the uh, rules for these lightning round questions, you two have to agree on the answer. So, for example, okay. first question, NBA player who will create the most content for Six Trophies this season? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I already know who it is because he's already winning. It's James Harden. He got two trophies in our inaugural episode. He did get two, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, it, so the premise of the show is, of course, every week we hand out six trophies based on whatever happened in the in the league. And in the first episode, we had a very clear conversation. Me and Jason were like, "Let's make sure and not double up <laughs> yeah. on any on anybody." Yes. In the yeah. first episode, let's make sure we don't do that. It's impossible because James Harden is James Harden, so he's gonna he's gonna lead the he's gonna lead six trophies. Is my guess. Is that your guess as well, Grace? It is my it is my guess. Yeah, there you're you not go. worried that he's starting too hot because you know what he did in China. I mean that was that was pretty great. But it's, we it's were great. we were promised that there would be antics in preseason, and he's been very quiet so far. Has he lost yeah, his fastball? Antics. Yeah, I, I I'm excited for the antics, but even the lack of antics is news to me because, yeah, as you noted, like he, he, <laughs> it, he hyped it up called Daryl Morey a liar in front of uh, stunned campers in China. Uh, it, it, it was reported through multiple channels that he was going to make life really, really difficult for the Sixers in training camp. And the fact that he's not doing that is is actually notable. I have, I'm, I'm on the record, as, as I said it on the pod, I think he's, he's going to remain with the Sixers. I think he's going to play for them this year. After all of that, I uh, I just feel like it's in everybody's best interest to just figure it out. Like that's yeah. the best, yeah, truly yeah. is the best option. Okay, next question. NBA fan base that will hate you the most by the no. end of the season because of the way you talk about them on the podcast. I Well, I think we're very pro-fan 
It might be the Heat. I, but actually, I was gonna say the, I, I was gonna say the Lakers, ooh. only because I feel like it's not that we're gonna say bad things about the Lakers, but it's that even the good things we say about the Lakers will always feel a little bit insulting, just a little bit, just to like <laughs> I just a sprinkle. I uh, gosh, I think it. I, I gotta say, I think it either might be the Heat or weirdly OKC, because I really feel like when Chet tweeted xed whatever we're calling it now that yeah. uh, Wemby's uh, headbutt move was like a, an incredible unstoppable move because mm. he got headbutted in the face yeah I think Chet's a little salty man and I think Chet I think all <laughs> see listen he those is. are the two biggest elite basketball players like they've been eyeing each other across organized basketball for years and I feel like Chet that signaled to me that Chet feels the type of way and I Oh, We're yeah. gonna point it out when it happens. <laughs> I think right. Chet's gonna I'm gonna be go angry. I'm gonna go I think he's gonna play angry this season. I think he's gonna play yeah. salty. Thunder fans like that. Like our uh, the team has been yeah. too nice to this point. Like they they need somebody with an edge. So I, I think, think right. I, I think that's okay. I like I'm that. in. And I'm honestly, in. I'm in. so many uh, national media are uh, blowing smoke up our ass right now that we would actually appreciate someone hating on us more because it's very yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> We got we got to level this out a little bit. This is this is getting uncomfortable. Uh, okay, somebody, no joke. I, I have to tell this story. I got I was on I was walking uh, in New York this week at a stoplight, and these three guys are having a conversation. And one of the guys goes, "You know what? I think I'm going to pick OKC to win the finals this year, or to go to the finals this year." And I. Hell I yeah. had to stop him. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, that's that's a really bad idea." I said, "That's a waste of your money, sir." Um, and we like went on. Like I talked to these guys for probably fifteen minutes, just walking the street. Um, but yeah, it's it's reached absurd levels to where I'm just standing in a random spot in the world, and OKC is being pumped up somehow. So yeah, it, actually, I, we we would welcome it on your show to just uh, a little bit of hate. Uh, next it. question: NBA player you'd most want to have on six trophies as a guest? The criteria: they must be a current player, cannot be an All Star, and cannot play for your favorite team. Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. Oh, Pat, Pat Beverly's fun. Yeah, um, I mean he's gonna be very ta- fun he's gonna with talk. You too. He's gonna yes. talk. Yeah, I got to interview. I, w- I got to interview Pat Beverly one time. I went to his house when he got traded to the Clippers. Yeah. And I was sitting in his backyard, and we're chatting it up. He was super nice. And this was after uh, this was after, of course, the Russ Westbrook incident, and this whole, and that happened when he was in Houston, and he was going through all of that stuff. But I just remember him being like, "Nobody's expecting anything from us from the Clippers. This might be a huge year for us. We might go to like he was like really excited about it, and I thought that was so great. So yeah, I would love to <laughs> I would love to talk to Pat Pat Bev again. He's awesome. All right, next question. NBA team that is dead last on the six trophies league pass ranking. Wow. Oh. <laughs> um, the, I was going to say the Denver Broncos. Just because I watched them. <laughs> <other night. laughs> that's, that's a great <laughs> choice. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so, so bad. Uh, Jason, who do, you not, who do you not like watching? Hornets? Um, no, For I love every- the Hornets. I just think there's too much, man. There's too much bad juju around that team, oh, yeah. and and oh, yeah. injuries and wild chaotic play. 
is Michael Jordan broke? Like all those things kind of overpower the encore product. Uh, and I just am not enthused to like tune in and watch them unless Lamelo is going to be playing. I, it, that's the thing is they have Lamelo. I think that trumps. It. I think I think we have to go Pistons here. Like I just. Wow. I like some. I like some <laughs> of the guys on the Pistons. Do you? I Who mean, Marvin like Bagley Pistons? Redemption Tour. You know, like he's killing it. And in, in, I here's I wait, really wait. How I'm is weirdly, that where you start with the Pistons? Marvin Bagley. I'm, I'm weirdly, I'm weirdly invested in the Marvin Bagley James Wiseman battle for the backup center position. Like I, I'm not yeah. kidding. Like I find that to be really compelling. I, I want to watch Jalen Durant. I think Kate Cunningham is like a true stud. Like they, they have some, they have some guys. We, so whenever we, they're do not the, going to be good, the, but they have some guys. Whenever we do the show, the show works is we have the six main trophies that we hand out. That takes up most of the show. And then in the last couple of minutes, we do like little trophies where we don't explain anything. We just, the Andrew and Alex OKC trophy for whatever, whatever, like we do that and say who it is. And so the main six ones we talk about beforehand and we have our notes and we do this mm-hmm. whole thing. But the the little trophies at the end, we don't tell the other person what we're going to do for those ones because it's just an individual thing. And so we were in the first episode and Jason, for one of his, he he gave one to James Wiseman and I was like, what is going on right now? Like immediately, <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't even know who James Wiseman played for at that <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got you to gotta explain this whole thing for me. I can't pick Charlotte though. I just love Lamelo right. so much. Okay. Just okay. Say, just we just say Pistons. Just give us Pistons. Or five the Pistons. Pistons. <laughs> All right. Final question of the lightning round: Who is the NBA player that you two disagree on the most? Wow. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that we've had this conversation. Yeah, I don't know. That is we it have James either. Wiseman? Gosh. Apparently, is it James? It Wiseman might be James Wiseman. Is, is a good place to start. <laughs> I know the WNBA player we disagree on the most, which is Asia Wilson, because no, Jason is big. No, yes, I, this no, is no, not. I'm trying to walk it back. No, I'm trying to walk it back now I that said, they're down 0-2. No, no now all that they're I down said 0-2. was that, no, come on. And Brianna's all, been playing with a paper bag over. on her head. Let me just say this. The season isn't, it's not over. And I'm very, it's very interesting to me. The, the amount of people are going, well, look who uh, you know like look who won the mvp let's get let's see a show of hands who voted it's not over don't do that don't start throwing when there's <laughs> games left because you never know what will happen that's all i have to say to people who are all of a sudden throwing about the uh, how the and the wnba finals have been have been going whatever we agree it's just great it's just fucking great we we don't disagree on that She's the best player in the league by far, by a, by a considerable margin. She's a monster. She's an absolute monster. She's a monster. Jason She's said a, that she team, was horrible. That team That's is, what Jason I said. I didn't say she was horrible. I said that Brianna <laughs> Stewart was like a, was, is a, uh, is an MVP level player and she deserves to win. There were several players that deserved to win the MVP award. Adrian Wilson obviously is one of them. She could have won too. There was, there was several players who deserved to be in contention. There was one player yeah. who deserved to win, Dello. which is the greatest player on the greatest team that yeah. is currently blowing out the other team in the finals every single time they step on the court. I mean, I, if you want to talk about MVP of that team right now, it's 
their entire backcourt, which is like running oh, the God. pockets of the New York Liberty in a way that is Jackie, really disturbing Jackie to just I don't talk Looking about that. Anthony Sloot like Sloot. You know what? You I know mean, what I think we might. Corey Sloot is one of the greatest to ever play this game, and <laughs> I don't know where she is. Where is she? It, has she arrived at the arena at any point? Is she playing? It there's like a complete lack of impact, and it's startling. We have our French backup uh, that is like actually putting in impact minutes right now because the rest of the backcourt is gone. Oh, I, I like her. Johannes is good. Yeah, she's Johannes. fun. Yeah, she's good. Um, we have to pick a player for this stuff. Jason, how do you feel about oh, yeah, LeBron? Okay, I'm I'm still I'm still super LeBron. pro LeBron. I'm pro LeBron. I'm, I will always have, be pro LeBron. Mm. I think LeBron is good. E- I love LeBron. ESPN Draymond put him at, What about Draymond? ESPN put LeBron at number nine as as far as the best players in the league. Do you have him that high? No, but okay, that's health health TBD. He couldn't jump at the end of last season. Like he was, he looked like a Tonka car rolling around on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have LeBron as a contender because I, I think he's like seven. I don't think, okay. I think nine is too low for LeBron. And you have him, what, in 45? Yeah, but he's going to play like, <laughs> it, it, he's going to play like 25 most of the season. And then he's going to kick it up to like nine to seven at the end of the season. Come on. How do you feel about Tatum? Is he overrated I, or underrated? I think he's sadly correctly rated, but I do not like him. That is fair. I don't. I will say that I I really laughed at a recent story that that appeared where it was like Jason Tatum helped Paul Pierce lose weight, and I just love the idea that <laughs> that Jason Tatum's summer workout routine was like helping Paul Pierce lose twenty pounds. That was what he did. <laughs> Let's go. Let's let's go with Tatum then, because I really like Tatum, and okay. I think he's he's a championship level guy. Maybe this That's year they sadly. finally do it. Well, uh, I mean, I I agree with you. I just I just don't like him. Honestly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think your conversation on Asia really revealed the true answer of this question. I mean, that that was some very uh, it was very passionate. What we heard. we have been arguing about this for for two weeks now. <laughs> Uh, we had, you're making it yeah. sorry <laughs> go ahead <laughs> spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days I know I'm looking outside right now sun's out birds are chirping it's time to start getting outside uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids and honestly I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys and Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, 
or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Thank you for uh, answering all our questions, but it is now time to play Andrew versus the Beat, our weekly trivia show where Andrew goes head-to-head against an NBA beat writer, or in this case, Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion. For the first time ever on Andrew versus the Beat, Andrew will be going head-to-head against two people, a team, the Six Trophies team. Now, how this works, I've come up with eight trivia questions. Uh, You're going to give me a number between one and eight. It'll correspond to a question. Some are easy, some are hard. You get it right, you'll get at least two points. If you get it wrong, Andrew will have a chance to steal for one. The theme for this week is the Knicks and the Spurs. Every single question involves both of those teams. Wow. Nice. It will reference both of them. So, to start us off, the Six Trophies team, what number would you like to pick? One through eight. Can I say, before we get started, Yeah. Even if we lose this game, we're going to win this game. If for no other reason than because I just I just rewatched this movie called Quiz Show. Have y'all ever seen this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. It was good. And it's a whole big controversy about they were the game show was feeding the answers to the to their contestant. We're, this Wait, is a road game for me and Jason. Are you and you're think, suggesting <laughs> that I am feeding the answers to Andrew? I think only if he loses. <laughs> yeah, only if he uh, loses. Then it, then oh. it was legit. But if <laughs> he wins, <laughs> it's rigged. It is so rigged. <laughs> okay, we're t- starting with uh, question number two. When the Knicks and Spurs met in the 1999 NBA Finals, Jaron uh-huh. Jackson, father of Jaron Jackson Jr., led all players in the series in three-pointers made. How many threes... Did Jaron Jackson hit in the 99 finals? Now, that sounds crazy. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to choose who answers first. You can make Andrew answer it, and then you go higher or lower. Or if you're feeling really confident, you can answer and then make Andrew go higher or lower. If either of you get it exactly correct, you get a bonus point. How many threes did Jaron Jackson hit in the 99 finals? I think Andrew's got to answer. Yeah, he's got to go first. All right, Andrew. (laughs) Okay. You were in in, the entire uh, finals. How many threes? Yes. Yeah, seventh grade. Jaron uh, Jackson. Really, really afraid of Y2K at the time. Yes. Um, I'm a legit, legit, <laughs> legit fear. You were distracted. Uh, I was so distracted. I wasn't counting the threes of Jaron Jackson. <laughs> um, let's see. What about 13? 13. All right. Six trophies. Would you like to go higher or lower? I, that feels, we got uh, that feels a, around correct. I think it might be a tad lower, Shay. What is your thought? I think we got to go. We got to go lower because they won the game in yeah. five. I mean, they won the series in five. Yeah, um, no. that means he's got to hit three per game, more than yeah. more than two per game. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna go lower. I'm gonna say like eight to nine. Eight. Uh, yeah, we'll go lower. Uh, Jason, you said it perfect. It was nine, two points. Yeah, baby, for six trophies. Yeah. Uh, this is a very legitimate game. Lost. Can't believe they lost that series. <laughs> oh no! Number one, uh, question number one. There are two current coaches in the NBA who played for both the Knicks and the Spurs during their playing careers. Name both coaches. You get one point per correct answer. Played for, played for both and the Spurs. Both the Knicks and the Spurs during their playing careers. Oh gosh! Did, did, did Udoka play for? Was Udoka one of them? That is correct for one point. Ime Udoka. 
Can you name the um, other player for the second point? I'm trying to think. Knicks and Spurs. Who else played in the NBA? Uh, Biden Holzer. I really just Mike, don't know. Biden Monty, Holzer, Monty Williams? Andrew, it Monty was Monty Williams. Williams. Ah, a second oh. point. Wow. Good pull. Okay. Back to six trophies. Six questions left. Which number would you like? Uh, let's go five for the five championships the Spurs have. Okay. This former five-star recruit and 2010 dunk contest participant played games for both the Knicks and the Spurs during the 2014 season, but was not involved in a trade between the two teams. Who was it? So once again, former oh. five-star recruit and 2010 oh. dunk contest participant played for both um, the Knicks gosh. and the Spurs during the 2014 season. Not involved in a trade, though. Uh, um, any guesses? 2010 dunk contest. It, Does it ring any bells? I don't even know who was in the Dan, 2010 James, dunk James contest. James White White? No. Let's go yes, because I like the way Alex is raising his eyebrows right there. That is incorrect. Uh Andrew, you have a chance to steal. Any guesses? Rigged. For one point. 14 dunk contest. No. Well, if that's what you want to believe. It was a 2010 What'd you say? 2010 dunk contest. I'm sorry. He played for the Knicks and the Spurs in the 2014 season. Yeah. 2010 dunk contest. Former I just think of Shannon, Shannon. I don't know if Shannon Brown was on these teams, but I think of Shannon Brown when I think of the 2010 dunk contest. Andrew? That is correct. For one point. Wow. Oh. He signed two 10 <laughs> day contracts with the Knicks yes. and the Spurs. And Andrew, That's you're Shannon in dunk. the lead now. That's and Shannon you have dunk. control of the board. I was a huge Lakers guy still then. <laughs> he, he was so good. Uh, three. Question number three. Let's imagine for an inst- uh, for a second that the Knicks and the Spurs decided to merge into one franchise to celebrate oh. the friendship of Shea and Jason. Wouldn't that be nice? What a beautiful moment that would be. This new <laughs> franchise now has a shared history and records. Who would be in this new franchise's top 10 for most career points? Now, for example, I'll give you the first answer. Tim Duncan would be ranked first for the combined Knicks-Spurs franchise. Which other nine players round out the top ten? So how this works, we're going to go back and forth. Andrew, you'll oh give me a name. Oh, my God. Okay. Then Shay okay. and Jason will give me a name. We'll go back until one of you stumbles. So we're combining okay. the franchises, top ten in career points. Tim Duncan, number one. Who else is on that list, Andrew? All right. Uh, Patrick Ewing? He is number two. That is correct. All right, six trophies. Uh, Oh, David, you got no Robinson. Dave. You got yeah, no Robinson. big Dave. Yeah, the Admiral. He is number four on the list. Back to Andrew. Hmm. Tony Parker? Tony uh-huh. Parker? Number five on the list. Shea and um, Jason? Let's uh, go to Iceman. George, George E. Gerbs? Yeah. Interesting. Georgie Gerv, number three on the list. You've got, you oh, guys have gotten the top five. Georgie All right, Gerv. Andrew. Um, hmm. So now you need number six through ten. 
6 through 10. I mean, Manu's got to be in there, right? Manu Ginobili, number seven on the list. Okay. Well, I feel like Walt Clyde Frazier should be on the list. He is number six. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Andrew. I'm not, wow. not going to know any Knicks ones, Jason. That's all you. <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andrew, three names left. Oh, boy. Gosh. The Knicks have been so putrid most of my time of paying attention to basketball. We've had some scores. We've had some scores, though. Yeah. I just don't. I'm just trying to even remember how long they they were even with the team because there's a lot of that's the part that's getting me. Yeah, that's the hard. That's the hard part. Yeah. Uh, You thinking about Wilson Chamberlain, Allen, Allen Houston on the team long enough? Uh, Andrew Allen Houston was number nine on the list. Wow. There are two names left: number eight and number ten. Ooh. Are they are they Knicks or Spurs? I cannot tell you that. I'd be cheating. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um, can I? Okay, let me just. This might be wrong, but let me just try this. Richie Garen is like Richie Garen on about, this list. Whoa. I think we need a we need a we need a we need a Walt Frazier kind of name. Oh, but uh, Richie Garen, I don't know. I was thinking Willis Reed. Wasn't he like the, I think you know. I think Willis didn't didn't compile enough, but I might be wrong. Hmm. He did. He was a he was a scorer, but I feel like Richie Garen had the had the length of career. But I I, I you you tell me, Shay. Which way do you want to go? Let's. I'm gonna flip it. Ooh. Yeah, Garen say, or Reed? Say, okay, top or bottom? Top. Top or bottom? And say, Jason. Top. Willis. Top. Okay, Willis Reed. Willis Reed, number eight. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Oh, man. Flipism works. Hey, let's go. You could make a clean sweep of this question if you can name who would be 10th on the combined Holy career points list for the Knicks and Spurs. If you don't get it, like they will get the points. I feel like I've dried up on answers here. Oh. I know. Any more what did he say? Richie Gehring? Was that the name he said? I don't even know that name. That yeah. name is like yeah. not never, even never like in my brain. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that name doesn't exist in my brain until right now. So I'll I mean, go with played, it because... He, he played like in, the fucking, like in the dawn of the league, but it was a score. <laughs> All right, so that's who you're going with, Andrew. I mean, it, it feels very wrong because I don't even <laughs> know that, it, that it's an answer that was available to me until now. It'd be very funny um, if they planned all this and that's a fake name that they're just tricking you into saying. <laughs> it it yeah, could very well be a planted name. All I'll right, go Andrew, with it. I don't. Yeah, fine. fine. With 10,449 points, 10th on the list is, of course... Carl Braun. Oh, Carl Braun. Big Carl Braun. Braun. So that's a point for Jason and Shay. The score is now tied. And you have control of the board. (laughs) Carl Braun. I at least don't feel bad for not getting it. You should not feel bad. (laughs) I thought I was hoping it was Sean Elliott. 
That's what that's what I had in my head. That was my next pick. Uh, Sean Elliott. Yeah. Sean Elliott yeah. got outscored by Carl Braun. That's tough. That's a Carl tough. Braun. Avery Johnson. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Jason and Shay, you get to pick yeah. the remaining four questions. Go for it, Jason. Let's do uh, number eight for uh, Latrell Sprewell. Question number eight. The president of any Knicks Spurs alliance would likely be this player turned commentator turned executive who is the only player in NBA history to play at least 200 games with both franchises. Who is it? Player turned commentator turned executive played 200 games with both the Knicks and the Spurs. Player turned commentator turned executive played with both teams. Executive. God. Did Jason, did Danny Ferry, did Danny Ferry play for the Knicks? I think he may have briefly played for the Knicks. I'm thinking like it wasn't 200 games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Kiki Vandaway ever played for the Spurs. Uh, and Kiki didn't play for us long enough, I think, to get 200 games. Mark Jackson so many games. first? Yeah. No, no, he did it. Gosh, did... Uh... Ooh. That's your tough one. This is such a hard question. <laughs> a commentator. Let me ask you this. National yeah. commentator? National commentator? Um, I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. Local guy, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, okay. Which so then it's definitely got to be a Nick. Well, in a local market. Our, our commentator for so long has been Sean Elliott, our like player commentator, like yeah. since he retired. Well, they can't be a Nick because, I mean, Frazier has been doing it forever and he's not an exec. He's never been an exec. Um, and I have one idea, but I don't know if he played for both teams. Man, what about uh? I'm about trying to go through the years of the of the teams. Um, no, Sean Elliott played for the Pistons, not the Knicks. What about uh? What about Jason? How many games? There's no way to. <laughs> what about uh, Malik Rose? We Malik just talked Rose about Malik Rose. Malik Rose is a good one, actually. That's actually pretty good. He did play for the Knicks and the Spurs. I seem to recall something about him joining a front office, and he did do games. I can't. I can't think of another Spurs player who played. I mean, who, who would I, have two hundred? I like games it. I think also... we go. I think. I think we go with Malik Rose. Nick's right. legend, Malik right. Rose. Malik Rose? Yeah. That is correct for two oh. points. <laughs> wow. Great he's, pull. Wow. He's when we did, the G League. Yeah, he's yeah. like the president of basketball operations for the G League now. Yeah. Nice. We do that we do that goofy bit at the end of the episode where we just say random player names. And yeah. in a, and in a recent in a practice episode, Malik Rose was one of the ones that Jason said. <laughs> and I was just thinking out of my head. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you're now good, two down, three questions left. 
You have oh, control boy. of the board. Okay. Uh, number four. Question number four. The Knicks and Spurs have made four <laughs> trades with each other. In a 2005 no. trade, the Spurs sent their 2005 first-round pick to the Knicks. The Knicks selected this all-star with the pick, a player who would coincidentally finish his career with the Spurs. Who is that player? 2005 draft or the 06 draft? Uh, 05. 05 draft. Finished his career with the Spurs? Finished his career with the Spurs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did he play meaningful minutes for the Spurs? Mm, I'm not telling you that. Oh, come on, Al. Um, is this is this David Lee? Andrew, that is correct for two points. And the game is tied once again. It is 5-5 five, five going into the final two questions. Six uh, for the number of titles the Spurs are going to have soon. <laughs> no, not seven? <laughs> we can't get to seven before six. It's a great point. He's right. <laughs> when it comes to mascots, these two teams couldn't be more different. The Spurs have the oh. Coyote, a classic, yeah. recognizable, well-respected mascot. The Knicks, however, are one of only four NBA teams who do not have a mascot. Who are the other three NBA franchises without a mascot and you have to name all three to get the points lakers okay don't have one the uh the jazz have a mascot i kind of want to say they do but i'm not sure (laughs) i think the nuggets might also not have a mascot no they got rocky oh that's true yeah what am i saying yeah I remember him from the from the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, wait. um, The do the Thunder have a mascot? I see. You know they they retired. Yeah, they do. No, wait. They do. They retired the obviously like they didn't bring the uh, the Bigfoot over from Seattle. No, they they do. I'm I'm trying to I'm, I'm playing back the 2014 Western Conference Finals in my head right now. Trying to see who is 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 he running around while Tim Duncan is giving Sergi Baca the fucking business? What's that mascot doing? What do the Celtics? Let me ask you this: This is just like a general statement. Yeah, the guy who dresses up like a leprechaun. I feel like that's not an official mascot. I feel like that's just a guy who dresses like a leprechaun and 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 walks. Is that like you're not in a suit? I feel like that's not a mascot. You may be right, but he uh, is counted as a mascot officially. Okay, side. All right. Okay. What about? Dang, I don't know who the jazz mascot is. I feel like it's some stupid, like the jazz man or some bullshit like that. Um, jazz. <laughs> I'm trying to picture um, my head. To me. You know why? It's, you know why some... that's stuck in my head? Because, uh, because, of I'm thinking the other NBA question when they're like, "Who are the teams that don't end in an S?" And I'll, and jazz is like it's stuck in my head. Who's the who's the mascot for the, the Warriors? It's that lightning guy. That we yeah I don't know his name, but he's like uh, he's like a uh, looks like an anime superhero kind of. Wait, y'all give me one second. My my kid just sent me a text. Sorry. Twitter. Oh, I also think that I also think the Blazers might not have one. 
I don't know this one because I feel like I feel like if we're counting the what the 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 Celtic as a mascot, then I'm totally lost now because he's for sure not an actual mascot. What? You know what I mean? One, we have 33 percent because I'm the Lakers don't have a mascot. There's one. Okay. And let's see, the Knicks also don't have. Oh, wait. Is Sixers? Yeah, the Sixers have. Uh, have uh, Benjamin Franklin, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, I and the Blazers, I, I think, might not have one either. I, I think, do you know, uh, wait, so if we're going to just guess yeah. right now, it'd be Jazz, yeah. I feel like the Bla- Blazers, the Blazers have a, have a guy. The, the, the Blazers have, like have a, a guy. Have a minor guy? No. Yeah, we, something like that. Have a minor guy? No, I don't know. I'm out. This okay, is on you, Jason. Okay. Good luck. I don't. Uh, Lakers, uh, <laughs> Blazers, and Jets. That is incorrect. Oh, hey, Andrew, right. you've had a lot of time to think. Do you know this? <laughs> is it Lakers? Do the Clippers have one? I can't remember if the Clippers have one. It's Clippy. Um, like from Microsoft Word. Clippy the Clip. <laughs> yeah, my Clippy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember Clippy? Um, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers. I don't know. I really don't know the answer. Okay. This. Well, first of all, you guys, you you don't like Blaze the Trail Cat? He's Blaze. great. Oh, Blaze! I just don't remember Blaze, Blaze the Trail Cat. Blaze, and you don't like Chuck the Condor, Andrew, for the Clippers? Yeah, Chuck the oh, Condor. Oh, I forget about you Chuck the Condor. Uh, so yeah. it's actually who are the other teams? You guys got the Lakers. The other two teams are teams that used to have mascots and no longer have them. Brooklyn. Oh. No longer having the Brooklyn Knight. Oh, they got rid of that guy? Yeah, they got rid it, of the Knight? <laughs> <laughs> He's like one of the biggest failures in mascot uh, history. And then the Warriors. Yeah, I remember. No I just didn't know that they got rid of him totally. Warriors guy. Oh, I said the Warriors. I should have stuck uh, with it. Oh, wait. So uh, what happened to the Warriors guy? They just got rid of him. They didn't like just him anymore. Like, yeah, they must have got rid of him with the rebrand. Yeah. And uh, I think they're just Shea, spending too much money on players. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned the jazz, uh, and you thought it was a, a dumb name. It's Jazz Bear. Jazz Bear is the name of uh, the Jazz, jazz bear. bear. There you go. Shout out to Jazz Bear. Okay, oh, that you know what? Us... What's that? The Jazz sent me a picture when the basketball book came out of the bear holding the book. Oh, my wow. God. Apologies to wow. Utah Jazz. Sorry, Jazz Bear. My bad. Okay, final question. Andrew, you get first stab. If you get both of these right, you will win the week. Who was the last Spurs player to score 30 against the Knicks? And who was the last Knicks player to score 30 against the Spurs? You get one point per correct answer. Which would you like the to last, get? Okay, say it one more time. Say it the, one more time. My, my son was coming in the door, and I missed it. The last Spurs player to score 30 against the Knicks. And the last Knicks player to score 30 against the Spurs. You can, you can choose either one to start with. The last one to do it. <sighs> the last one to do it. I mean, it could be anybody. That's um, <laughs> oh, uh, this is for the week, Andrew. Julius Randall. <laughs> Julius Randall. Andrew, that is incorrect. Opening the door oh, for six trophies to it. take the week. I know it. I know if it. You, no. can, you only have to get one of them correct. I know it. No. I don't know it. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. No, you know, you, no. Tony Parker. No, 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 no. Uh, no, if it's a Spurs player, it's it's 
Now, hold on. Wait, it's got to be, it's somebody, it's, what did Jalen do? What did Jalen Brunson do? I feel I, like a name see, like I don't, him. If you want to go Jalen Brunson, let's go. I feel like I would have remembered him scoring 30 against the Spurs, but I could be wrong. Well, I was going to say Julius Randle, and then Andrew got rid of that one for me, thankfully. But I don't know. <laughs> and I will say, I, Jalen, uh, I mean, uh, Julius Randle did score 41 against the uh, yeah. the Spurs, but someone has scored 30 since. That's the oh, part okay. that's getting let's me. Go, the, go the last one. Go Jalen. I think, let's go Jalen. No? Is that your final answer? I don't know. This is for the week. You pick Jason. Jalen Brunson. It? I'm trying to think of a spur that did it. All right, we'll go. We'll go with Jalen. Okay. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is correct. He scored 38 points oh! last January, January 4th. Oh. That means that six trophies wins the week, six to five. The what? other name, Keldon Johnson, was the Spurs player. Oh, Keldon! Oh, Keldon! Congratulations! Wow. I should have I should have wow. listed him in my favorite Spurs. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, there's a new podcast out there. It's called Six Trophies. We've mentioned it a few times. You should go uh, download that podcast and listen to it. It's very fun. It's a very very fun show. Uh, thanks so much to Shay Serrano and Jason Concepcion for joining the podcast. Uh, even though I lost, I guess that means this is a legitimate game and a legitimate win that I'm not being fed the answers. Yes, is that that's that right. Means? That's um, why. Or okay. in Quiz Show, they made John Turturro lose on purpose. Maybe that's mm, what happened. And you know what? And you know what? Conspiracy. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I appreciate uh, you thanks, taking guys. the dive, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Shay Serrano and Jason Concepcion for joining the podcast. Uh, so good to be back. Uh, we're really thankful for all of our listeners. Be sure to tune in. All of next week, it's preview week. For the Athletic NBA show. We're going to have a new schedule actually starting next week, Monday through Friday. Basketball Buds. We're having uh, a new special guest that will be on weekly, so you can see that revealed on Monday. Tuesdays will be Hoops Adjacent. Then Wednesday, Nerder She Wrote. Thursday is Tampering, so move from Tuesday to Thursday. And then the Saturday Slam and Jam will now be on Fridays, and it will just be called the slam and jam so that is our new schedule for the upcoming season all of next week is preview week so you're going to get tons of really fun content from all of those hosts next week so look forward to it um al excited about the season anything else before we go uh next week the wheel of fandom will return yes in preview week and uh we'll also be talking about surprise team will it be the much-anticipated surprise team. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the preseason basketball, and we will talk to you guys again next week.